everyone, and welcome to episode 44 of Wine Down Wednesday. I've had a lot of questions and interest about this healing method that I channeled, or someone used the word downloaded, and I really liked that. And what I will say about that is, much like when you download a gigantic computer file, sometimes you get a zip file, and you have to go in and, and kind of extract all the, all the little mini files within that zip file, that's kind of the process I'm in right now. Processing this information that came to me, homing in on exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm a little, I got a little lost for words there because I'm still processing it. So I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be something that I'm going to be sharing absolutely, I'm going to be teaching it, and that will be coming in the next weeks or, or maybe months as I get things sorted out and figure out exactly what it is as I find words for some of the things that came to me that were, were not in the form of words. I've really struggled with what to, to call myself, with how to describe what I do for people. And, and so I settled on the word coaching and I talked about that. If you've watched some of the earlier wind down Wednesdays, I talked a little bit about coaching and I had a video up uh, that was a little clip of that um, on my website for a while, but that never seemed quite right to me. The word just didn't, it just didn't resonate with me. And so I started thinking about this and I started it's been kind of a process for me and I've talked in the last month or so about the importance of words, about the vibration of words. This new healing method that came to me is completely frequency based. So I've really been focused on the idea of frequency and the idea of vibration. And so I wanted the vibration of the words that I share what I do with people to really align with the frequency that I feel when I'm working with people or that I feel kind of when I'm in that intuitive space. And I talk a lot about tools. I use a lot of building examples. And, and I really like this because it, it is simple. It's less abstract. And this work can be very abstract, talking about emotions, talking about energy and, and spiritual terms. You know, it can feel really sort of hard to connect to sometimes. So I really like the building metaphors because that's something that it brings some concreteness to something that could be really abstract and esoteric. So I decided to call what I do spiritual tool building. And and I really like it. I sort of ran it by some people and they they also seem to really respond well. And And what I love about this, again, is that it simplifies this process that can seem really complex. And as I was thinking about this, as I, because I've been, it's been in my mind for a while to do a show dedicated to tools, because I talk so much about tools, and then, and then all of this stuff kind of cascaded. And, and so as I was thinking about this, I actually realized that I can really boil it down into, into three main steps. And I may actually do a blog post about this, just like I did about spiritual processing. Because I like to, I like to have processes. I actually, I come from a very kind of scientific analytical background in some parts of my life. And I like to know what I'm doing. I like to know what comes next. And in this work, especially intuitively, you know, there's a lot more 
amorphousness. There, there's less of that kind of this is this and then this is this and then this is this. But sometimes we can talk about it in a way that makes it a little more clear cut. So I'm going to go through these th three steps tonight and talk a little bit about spiritual tool building, why it's important, what I think it actually is, and then we will get into the meditation. So step one to me in spiritual tool building is tool collecting, is, is gathering the tools up. So I've been thinking about some of the tools that I have and the purpose of these tools is to help you live a balanced and expansive life. And, and I call this spiritual tool building because to me, the spiritual is the foundation of everything. And I've talked about this many, many times before. But some of these tools are actually physical tools. Some of them are emotional tools. Some of them are energetic tools. All of the tools serve the spiritual. And really everything we do, we do serves the spiritual. So... Things like yoga, which is one of my tools, absolutely has a physical component to it. But through yoga, I also learned a lot about breath work, and I also learned a lot about sitting in discomfort, which is, which is an emotional tool. So some of the other tools that I thought about when I was, when I was making my little list here, sound and music, that's a, that's a great tool that I love to use. Energy work and Reiki is one of my personal tools, along with massage and body work. And then meditation, which we do every week here. Spiritual processing, which there's a blog post on my website. I've talked about that in some past episodes. And that's kind of an emotional tool. It's an emotional, physical and spiritual tool, actually, if you go through all of the steps of that. And, and trauma release really comes in that kind of spiritual processing realm. And then spiritual integration, which is the title of my book, and that's an entire process in itself that's, that's energetic, that's emotional, that's mental. I mean, it really kind of addresses mostly that. It's not as much of a physical as far as the energy is physical. When we do energetic release, that's physical. And I talk about this a lot. I was just listening to one of the episodes I was putting on the podcast and there's so much overlap with this stuff that it is sometimes hard to, to separate it out. But it's also, it makes it easier to think about. You know, as humans, we like to kind of categorize things. We like to have like a checklist. I love to have a checklist or, or like a one, two, three, do this first, do this second, do this third. So that's kind of where this came from. But here's the thing about, about collecting tools. So we collect our tools. But... We have to know how to use those tools. So the example that came to me, of course, is a building example. And, and I was thinking about woodworking. So let's say somebody gave you a bunch of woodworking tools. You know, here's a lathe, here's a router, here's some hammers, and here's, some, here's a sander, you know, here's five different kinds of saws. It doesn't do you any good to have those tools if you don't know how to use them. So that's the second step in spiritual tool building. And and that's the step where I feel like people really need help, where guidance can be really helpful. And so that's where we learn to use, we learn how to apply our tools. And the question that came to me that we ask ourselves in this step is, what tool will serve me in this situation? And it takes time to figure this out. And that's why it can be really helpful to have some help, to have some guidance, because everybody has a unique set of tools for them. The tools that work for me 
may not necessarily work for you. Physical yoga may not work for you. Some of the other aspects of yoga might, but you might like something like dance, which I actually love too. Maybe you like running and you do that in a spiritual way or walking. So figuring out the tools that serve you is part of that spiritual tool building process. What is the tool that's going to serve me in general? What's the tool that's going to serve me on a certain level of being? So physical, emotional, mental, energetic. And then how do I use this tool? Where do I apply this tool? How do I know which tool to use in a given situation? And that's the thing that there's a learning curve with that and it takes time and absolutely it can be very helpful to have someone guiding you and to have someone to bounce ideas off. You know, well, I tried this and that didn't really seem to work. Maybe I should have tried this or maybe I could have tried this or maybe there's a tool that I haven't collected yet that really would have served me best in that situation, but I don't have it yet. So then I go back, you know, these steps are not, you know, we go back and forth. I'm always collecting more tools and figuring out how to use them. And then quickly, before we go to step three, I underline something so I remember to say it. The other thing about this, and I'm going to use another building example, is that sometimes we need to subcontract. So if you're a contractor and you're, and you're in charge of getting a building made, built, you don't do all of the work yourself. You do. You might do a lot of it yourself, but you're going to subcontract some of your work out to, let's say you need plumbing. You're going to subcontract that to somebody who specializes in plumbing or electrical or woodworking, for example, in the building example. So in spiritual terms, you know, you might not want to take the years that it may take you to get really comfortable with energy work. So you might subcontract that out to someone like me who offers energy work to help get you balanced, to help you move energy in a session. Massage and body work. That's one of the tools that I have acquired for myself. Not everybody wants to study massage and body work. So that's a good one to subcontract out. You can yoga for a long time. I thought, oh, I'm going to become a yoga teacher. And I just love being a student. I love being a practitioner of yoga. And maybe someday I'll go there. But I have subcontracted out my yoga practice to, to teachers. And so some of these tools are DIY tools, DIY tools. Do your itself. That's not right. DIY, do it yourself tools. So some of these are DIY tools or tools that you will become a professional or very proficient at, things like meditation, or for me, like I'm, I'm very proficient at yoga now. I don't necessarily need a lot of guidance, although I still really like to get it from time to time. And then there are tools that you understand how they're used and you let someone else kind of use them with you or for you. A lot of people like to get things like tarot card readings to, to delve into the unconscious, to connect with the intuition. So that's another thing that you might subcontract out to somebody. So then step three, I just kind of alluded to here, is opening to intuition and allowing our intuition to guide us into collecting and usage of tools. So... The first example that came to my mind of this was many years ago when I was a new massage therapist and Reiki practitioner. I've always had information come ever since I got my Reiki attunement. 
And so I'll be working on someone and then something will just come to me. And then sometimes I share it with the person. Now I do a lot of times and now that that's part of why people come to me. But as a new therapist, it was always a little bit like, I'm not sure. And, and trusting my own intuition, you know, am I supposed to tell this person this? Are they going to look at me like I'm crazy? So I remember really clearly I had a woman come to me and and she had a lot of kind of stagnation in her hips. There was not a lot of energetic movement in her hips. And what came to me intuitively was tell her to try belly dancing. And I was like, I'm going to tell her to try belly dancing. Like, I don't know anything about belly dancing. Why would I tell her that? Like, that's very strange. Not the belly dancing strange. It just, it seemed like it came out of nowhere to me. You know, it came from this intuitive source, but I was still having a hard time sometimes trusting my intuition. And then there was that fear of, of looking like a weirdo. Like, oh, what if I tell this lady this? And then she's like, what? And she runs away screaming. I don't know why you would do that, but... So I finished the session and, and afterwards, I always do a check-in with people afterwards, even since from the very beginning, because I would get information or I just wanted to see, you know, how is the person feeling? Did anything come up for them while I was working on them? So I said to her, you know, I don't know where this information came from. And if you, if it doesn't resonate with you, absolutely just ignore it. But what came to me while I was working on you is that you should try belly dancing. And immediately her whole face lit up and she was like, oh, I have always wanted to do that. I've always been afraid. It just like calls to me. And I was like, well, from an energetic perspective, you know, there's a lot of hip movements in there that could really unlock some of this energy that's kind of stagnating in your hips. And, you know, rather than have her come back to me over and over again and me try to like help her work on that what came to me was this is the tool that's going to help you unlock the energy in this area and it's just always so amazing to me when we do trust our intuition when, when we speak from that loving intuition the response is almost always excitement and has been with my clients I've had a lot of experiences like that where I'm like oh about this and then the person's just like it's they just get so excited about it and then the other example that I thought about um, because here's the thing this is a process I say this every week too but it's a process collecting the I've been collecting tools since I was 16 spiritual tools and I've been learning how to use them probably since I was about 19 and so that's over 20 years. And, and I still sometimes struggle. I still don't always know what the tool is. Or sometimes I know what my tool is and I, and I don't listen to my intuition. I don't trust it. So the example that I thought of the other day, I was, uh, I was having some anxiety. And to me, anxiety feels like this bouncing energy in my chest. And it's very uncomfortable. It's one of the things I like the least in terms of emotions. And so I was like, all right, I need to do something about this. It had been kind of like escalating throughout the day. And I was kind of trying to get some other things done. And finally it was like, all right, I need to look at this. And, and what kind of a tool am I going to use? And the first thing that came to my mind was like, I need a stiff cocktail. And then the next thing that came to my mind was like, no, you need yoga. And, and so that's the other thing, understanding the difference between a tool that will serve you and and something that's more like a habit or a crutch or a band-aid. Like to me, I was thinking about it before I started the show. So so I could have had a stiff cocktail and, and that might have 
given me some relaxation, but that would have been a band-aid. It wouldn't have addressed the actual energetic movement. It would have just dulled my sensation of it. So in building terms, you know, that's kind of like, oh, I accidentally knocked a big hole in this wall. Like, I'll just hang a picture over it. Like, it looks okay, but underneath it, the problem's still there. It hasn't been solved. So what I did instead was I went and did some yoga and some toning and maybe 10 or 15 minutes, no anxiety. I felt completely resolved. I felt like I had processed whatever that feeling was. So this is that final step in spiritual tool building. We've collected our tools and we're maybe always collecting tools. We've learned how to use those tools. We understand what they're for. You know, again, to use the woodworking example, like if I want to turn a bowl, I need a lathe, not a saw. If I want to cut a piece of wood, the lathe isn't going to help me because it's going to turn the wood. So understanding that not all tools are right for all situations and then getting into that third step of the intuition of it. What tool is going to serve me the best in this situation? What tool resonates with me the best? And again, to go back to say physical exercise, I, my sisters are runners. I always wanted to be a runner. It just doesn't really work for me. It doesn't feel good in my knees. It doesn't feel good in my lungs. Most of the time, every once in a while, I'm like, I'm going to go out for a jog. But instead of trying to force myself into something that didn't really serve me, because that's not a tool for me, if it, if it hurts me, if it doesn't serve my spiritual needs, if it doesn't feel good to me physically, then that's not really a tool. So then I had to find other tools, other ways to get that sort of feeling of moving my body in a joyful way in a quick way when I wanted to, that's a great way to discharge energy, physical exercise. And so everybody, everybody's tools are different, you know, and there are some tools that serve meditation serves everybody, but there's like a million types of meditation. There's guided meditation, there's silent meditation, there's transcendental meditation, there's mantra meditation. So figuring out what works for you is a big part of that tool building process hooking into your own intuition, opening to that divine source like we do every week, letting that loving information come in. All of that is part of radical self-love, which you're going to hear me saying, I think, more and more. Opening to love, admitting that we are worthy of love, and then loving ourselves by treating ourselves with love and respect through using these tools that actually serve us, not habits that come kind of unconsciously that actually keep us vibrating in, in the mud, but tools that serve us to allow us to expand, to allow us to connect, and to allow us to bring that, that love into, into our bodies, into our emotional fields, into our mental energetic body, and then of course, at the foundation of that, into that energetic spiritual space. So I'm so excited about the simplicity of this. It's very simple, but it's not easy. And, and those are different things. Simplicity is not the same as easy. In that, in that example I just gave, it would have been a lot easier for me to go and 
crack open a beer and just drink it than it was to come into this room and open my yoga mat and put music on and get into the space of, of doing yoga. So it wasn't the easier choice, but it was the correct choice for me in terms of what was going to serve me the best. It was the simpler choice. It wasn't the easier choice. So this is work, and I say that pretty frequently as well. Sometimes this is hard work. Sometimes it's really joyful work. Sometimes it's very expansive, and we get into those places where we're just like, oh, and then sometimes it feels like drudgery. It feels like you're trudging through the swamp of sadness and the never-ending story, and you're going to get stuck, and you're never going to get out. And that's all okay because the reward is so profound. And that's, we've talked a lot about, you know, we talked about finding expansion, even in contraction. So that's the other thing. When you're, when you start to become experienced with these spiritual tools and you start to get really connected to that intuitive source, then even the, the struggle, the times of struggle, like my struggle now compared to my struggle when I was 20 years old, there's no comparison. That was a much heavier struggle for me because I didn't have the tools that I have now. I didn't have the ability to choose from all these different things in any given situation that, that were going to serve what I was calling for. I didn't ask myself what I wanted because I was really busy paying attention to what everybody else said I should want. And that's another kind of part of this, connecting with that intuitive part of yourself, with that intuitive source aligning with what you truly desire, what truly calls to you. So normally, this is where I tell you about the meditation, but I have no idea what the meditation is tonight. And it's funny, I always say the meditation is intuitive, but I usually have some idea. I usually have like a, like a line jotted down. It's completely blank. It says meditation and then there's nothing. And then I thought, you know, this is really appropriate because I'm talking about using spiritual tools and the culmination of that is, is being so in touch with your intuition that you're in the flow of the moment, that you just let what, what flows through you continue to flow. And that's when we, I think, have our most profound insights. That's when we create the most beautiful and amazing things in our creative lives, so I don't know what the meditation is going to be tonight, but I know it's going to be a good one. So let's meditate together. <sighs> so let's begin as we usually do by using that most basic of tools, that breath work. And let's take those three deep oxytocin breaths together, just like I just did. Inhale through the nose, let the belly really expand. And then sigh it out with that audible ha sound, vibrating the vagus nerve, inviting us to come out of that sympathetic and into the parasympathetic, the ease response. If you'd like, you can move your body a little bit. You can see me doing that on the video. Shaking my head a little bit, just discharging any energy, using my 
intuition, using my my bodily intuition to check in to where I'm holding some tension, where there's some energy that I can invite to release. And as always, we release any energy for the highest good, knowing that it will be recycled and used for the highest good elsewhere. And for the next couple of breaths here, pay attention as we did last week to the transition between your breath. As you breathe in, notice at the very top of your breath, is that a smooth transition? Are you holding anything? And then as you breathe out, same thing as the bottom, are you breathing all of that breath out as you exhale? Are you holding anything back? Is there anything that you're not ready to release that you can now release through that out breath? And then letting that transition smoothly back into the in breath, just doing that a few times, paying attention to the in breath, to the transition at the top, and the out breath, the transition before you breathe in again, maybe allowing that out breath transition to lengthen just a little bit, bringing you further into that relaxation response. And then as you're ready, allow that crown chakra, the top of the head to gently open, inviting that beautiful divine light, that unconditional love, that intuitive source energy into your body, calling it in through the top of the head and the face, the jaw and the throat, the neck and the upper shoulders, letting this beautiful intuitive energy flow into your arms, through the upper arms, into the elbows and forearms, the wrists and hands, Letting this beautiful golden light melt into your chest and upper back. Let it come into your upper abdomen and your mid back. That lower belly and low back. Allowing that intuitive light to flow into your hips and your pelvis. Pausing here, taking another nice deep oxytocin breath, noticing that beautiful transition between the in-breath and the out-breath. And then sighing that energy down into the legs and the feet, letting it come down each thigh and into your knees, allowing that intuitive flow through the shins and the calves into the ankles and feet. And then bringing that tool of presence, of being in the present moment here. Just let yourself breathe for a few moments. Feel any remaining resistance, any tension in the body and draw your breath directly to that area and sigh it out. Release that energy for the highest good. And on your next breath, as you breathe out, release anything that's no longer serving you emotionally, physically, mentally. Let that go for the highest good. Invite your highest good in through this 
intuitive flow of divine energy that's now flowing freely through the body. Enjoying that flow here for a few moments. Once more, taking a nice deep breath in, smoothly transitioning from in-breath to out-breath. Ah, sighing out anything that's no longer serving you on any level of your being, just letting it go now. Trusting that intuitive flow to bring fresh, joyful energy into the spaces in your body that were occupied with this energy of tension, of holding, of resistance, inviting that beautiful golden flow into any remaining areas of tension, of resistance, of fear. Breathing in this beautiful flow of joy and bliss and love sighing out anything that's no longer serving you. And now that we're in this great intuitive space, this grounded present space, let's tap into that intuitive flow. And ask yourself, what are the tools that best serve my physical body at this moment in time? And see what comes up for you. And as usual, you may not get an answer and that's fine. Be gentle with yourself about that. You may not get an answer in words. You may get a picture or a feeling or a memory of something that you really loved to do as a child that brought you joy in your physical body. Connect with that joy now. Connect with that tool that serves your physical body. And then as you're ready, still in this space of intuition, of connection. Ask your intuition, what tool can best serve my mental body at this time? 
And again, if nothing comes, that's fine. Let yourself be open. Maybe you're thinking again, maybe a memory's come up of a time that you felt really mentally engaged. Maybe it's something that you always wanted to do, something you've watched other people do that you wanted to learn. Learning is a wonderful tool for the mental body. So let yourself connect to that intuitive guidance now. And then as you're ready, in this intuitive connection, in this grounded present state, ask your intuition. What is the tool that best serves my emotional body at this moment in time? What will help me let go of fear and expand into love? And again, allow space for this answer or for no answer. Maybe you're thinking of something that makes you feel really safe. Maybe you're thinking of something that makes you feel bold. Maybe you're thinking of something that makes you feel joy. Let that come to you intuitively now. <sighs> and then again in this beautiful, grounded, present, intuitive state, connect to that highest self, to that intuition, and ask yourself, what is the tool that best serves my spiritual body at this moment in time? And again, allow space for this answer. Allow it to come as it will, don't force it. Don't look for something specific. Let your expectations go here and just see what flows to you in this state. Maybe it's something about reigniting your creativity. Maybe it's developing a regular spiritual practice in whatever way that shows up for you. Maybe it's getting back into nature more often. Just let this come to you. And again, if nothing comes to you, that's okay. Be gentle with that. Just being in this state, taking this time out to do this meditation is serving you on all of the levels we just went through. You're already building a tool just by being present tonight or whenever you listen to this meditation. So let yourself be joyful about that. Send yourself some gratitude for loving yourself enough to show up for this practice in this moment. 
to connect to this divine flow in this moment. To invite in whatever tools are ready for you to collect in this moment. To invite in that learning process of how to use and apply those tools. And above all, to invite in the intuitive flow that allows you to be completely connected to that divine source, that beautiful unconditional love that you absolutely deserve, that you absolutely are made of, that makes you the unique shining light that you are in this world. As you collect these tools, as you use these tools, that light just grows brighter. It expands and it shines not just on you, not just on your family, on the people around you. It shines for the whole world. It brightens the whole world as you collect and build your tools. You shine that light. Last few moments here. Take another few deep breaths and ask your intuition, ask your highest self, ask this divine source are there any other messages that are meant to come to me in this moment? oxytocin breath, sigh it out. You can ground at the bottom if you'd like with that. Ooh. And for the last few moments here, bring your awareness, bring your attention again back to the breath. Breathing in whatever way is calling to you intuitively now. But paying attention to the flow of the breath, again, paying attention to the in-breath and transition, the out-breath and transition, letting your body breathe in whatever way it's calling for, letting that intuitive, physical information guide your breath. And checking in briefly with that mental and emotional part of yourself. Is there anything you could do with your breathing that would help that lengthening the transitions, lengthening the breath? Sighing out with that audible ha sound to release any lingering emotional or mental energy that's no longer serving you in this moment. Let that go. Let that go. Let that go. And then finally, letting that intuition, that spiritual, energetic, divine, unconditional love and light 
guide your breathing for the last few breaths. You're breathing whatever way is calling to you. Perhaps you let that intuition breathe for you just for a moment, letting go of that control. you're ready, reminding yourself of your physical body by wiggling your fingers, rolling your wrists, rolling your ankles, move your head and neck around a little bit, just fully coming back into the body here, you wandered away a bit affirming with me out loud, I am fully present in my body. I am fully present in my body and I am open to con collecting spiritual tools that serve me. I am fully present in my body and I allow my intuition to guide me in using my tools. Take one last nice deep breath, let it out however you like. And as you're ready, you can open your eyes. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I really enjoy this practice. It actually came to me as one of my tools that serves me spiritually. So I appreciate those of you who have been practicing with me live. Some of you for the entire 44 weeks. Some of you are practicing after the fact, looking at the videos or listening to the podcast. And I thank you as well for joining me and for serving my spiritual tool for helping me build my own tools. Have a beautiful rest of your night, an expansive rest of your week, 
and I will see you next week for Wind Down Wednesday. <laughs>